We're in the Gemara on the top of Chavzayin Amadalev, four lines from the top. It said in the Mishnah, the following are the Mamodais. And then it goes on later to say the Mamodais refers to the Psukim, that the uh, people that were representing Klal Yisrael for the Karbonis would say. And then the Mishnah says, it says in the Pasik, Tzavas B'nei Yisrael. What is the Mishnah saying? The Mishnah asks a question, or it says, I'm going to tell you what the Maimodis are. And then it doesn't go on to say what the Maimodis are. Instead, it brings a Pasik. So the Gemara explains simple. This is how you have to understand the Mishnah. It starts saying, these are the Maimodis, and the Mishnah will later say what they are. The Psukim that you say in Bereshis. But then, before it says what they are, it, it tells you umatam modes. What is the reason that they were that they instituted that they should be mamodes? And that's why it brings the pasuk. So the question is, if this is a carbon that all of Klal Yisrael, that Sibor has to bring, so how could you bring the carbon if they're not standing by the carbon al gabov by the carbon? Skinu Therefore, the earlier Nevi'im, which, which is uh, Shmuel and David HaMelech, instituted Esrim Va'arba Mishmarais, that are 24 Mishmarais for, of the Kainim that are doing the Aved in the Beis HaMikdash. And I'll call Mishmar or Mishmar Haya Maimid B'Yerushalayim. Also, for each one of these 24 Mishmarais, there was also a group of a Maimid of Yidin that were in Yerushalayim. And this Maimid was also made up of Shal Kainim, Shal Avim, and Shal Yisraelim. The time of the Mishmar to go up to Yerushalayim came. The Kayanim go up to do their Aveda of bringing the Karbanas. And the Levim go up to do their Aveda to Yerushalayim to sing by the Karbanas as the Mishnah continued. Yeah. The Maimed itself, there's a Machlaikas Rishayim about it. From Rashi, it's Mashma that the Maimed itself also had well, yeah, Kayanim, Levim, and Yisrael in it. We learned in the Braise, Esrim, Varbo, Mishmaris, the 24 Mishmaris of the Kainim. So, this is talking about the Mishmaris of the Kainim that do the Aveda, the Beis Amikdash, Be'aretz Yisrael, that were in Eretz Yisrael. And there were 12 that were in Yerichai. That's the Braise. So, it seems like that there were 24 in Eretz Yisrael in general, and then there was another 12 in Yerichai. If the Braise is saying that there's another 12 in Yerichai, then there's more than we know that there was. It says that it was only 24, but over here it would be 36. Elo, so the Gemara answers. Huh? Let's see. Elo, the Gemara answers. There was 12 of these 24 that were in Yerichai. And the Gemara explains, When it came the time for that group, for that family of Kainim to go up for their week to the Beis HaMikdash. Half of the Mishmar would come from, one second, one second, let's just finish the Indian. So half of the Mishmar would go up from Eretz Yisrael to Yerushalayim. They would take a go to Yerushalayim, to the Beis HaMikdash, to do the Aveda. And then another half of the Mishmar, So there's two Gersas here in the Gemara. Let's first do Rashi's Gersa. Rashi says that the Gersa is That the, another half of the Mishmar would not actually go all the way to Yerushalayim to do the Aved in the Beis HaMikdash. They would only go up to a city Yerichai, which apparently is not far from Yerushalayim. And what would they do there? 
And their job was to make sure that the other part of the family that's doing the Aveda and that week in the Beis Mikdash should have water and food that they need in the, in the Beis Mikdash. That's the Pshat of Rashi. The Rabbeinu Gershon says that we're greatest in the Gemara, like it says it by us, and he said, he says the Pshat is that half of these families of the Kayanim would live all over Eretz Yisrael and they would have to travel from far places to come to Yerushalayim. So because they were traveling from far places, they couldn't schlep with them the, the food that they needed for the week that they're going to be spending in Yerushalayim. But there was another half of the Mishmarais that would live nearby. They lived in Yerichai all year. So when it comes their time, they shouldn't have to travel far to come to the Beis HaMikdash. They would travel from Yerichai to the Beis HaMikdash. And because they're not traveling far, they were able to bring for everybody else the food and the drink that's necessary to do the work in the Beis HaMikdash. That's Rabbeinu Gershim's Prat. So these are the, four, the 24 Mishmaris. You say 24 Mishmaris. Mm-hmm. You say, how many are for each? Yeah. That's number one. That's the first question. Second one, you say, my mother's, you say, the mother's are closer to Israel and not the closer to the family. Correct. So you, you, we have two different things over here. Yeah. And Hanami, we're talking about two different Yonim. There's the Mishmaris of the Kayim that do the Aveda. And then there's the Mamad. How, how many Mishmaris were there? 24. 24 Mishmaris. There was, there was 24 Mishmaris of Kayanim. There was 24 Mishmaris of Levim as well that sang. Also, they were all, they were all divided into 24. And there were 24 Mishmaris of Yisraelim, which actually wasn't only Yisraelim, according to Rashi. There were also Kainim and Levim there. Kainim and Levim, Yisraelim, for the Mishmaris that came to say the Psukim and to do whatever the Mamadis did in the times that their family had to be there for the Karbanas. So they were all divided into 24. So the Mamadis were not 24 in Yisraelim. Correct. Yeah. Amrav Yudah Mashmuel, Kayanim, Levim, Yisraelim. You have to have all three, Kayanim, Levim, and Yisraelim. Ma'akvin is a carbon. And they hold up the carbon. If you're not going to have any of them that are there, then the carbon is not good. It has to be redone. The Kayanim to do the Aveda, the Levim to sing, and the Yisraelim for the Maimed to be there to say the Psukim and to do what they do by the Maimed. The Masnitutana, and Abrais it says differently, Rab Shemim ben Allah said, Kayanim, Levim and some add here Yisraelim, because the, the main point that he's arguing about, he doesn't disagree with the fact that you have to have Yisraelim. So Kayanim, Levim, and maybe even Yisraelim as well, if you guide us it. And then but he, the main thing he adds is the Kleshir. You have to add the musical instruments, Ma'akvin Otherwise, it holds back the carbon of being good. So what are they arguing about? So basically, you see their argument is, is it enough to have the Levim there to sing, or do you also have to have the musical instruments? So the opinion of the first Braise is The main Aveda of the Levim to sing is to sing with their mouth, with their voices. And you also have the musical instruments to accompany their singing to make it more beautiful. But that's not, that's not Ma'akiv. But the second Braise holds Now the main Shira is when they sing with the musical instruments. That's the main Elamai. In order for the musical instruments to be accompanied with uh, something beautiful, so you have the voices of the Kainim singing. So here the Gemara brings the source of this number of 24 Mishmaris of the Kayanim that do the Aved and the Beis HaMikdash. How did it come to the number of 24? So in the Mishnah it said, Nevi'im Rishayinim were Masakin this. So the Gemara says it didn't happen in one time. It, there was different stages to this. So Moshe was Masakin for Yidin Shmoina Mishmaris. That in the beginning they only had it divided into eight different uh, mishmaris. 
Arbome Lazar, four from the family of Lazar, and Dalad Me Isamar, and another four from the family of Isamar. Then, later on, Ba Shmuel, when there were more Kainim, so Shmuel came, and he established them to be 16 different Mishmaris. Then, later on, Ba David, and David Melech established them to be 24. And that's where you have the number of 24. Shanema, there's a Pasik that says, Bishnasar Boim Lomalchus David, Nidrishu, Vayimotzebem, Gboirich Achayel, Biyazer, Gilod, in the time of the, the 40th year of the kingdom of David Melech, and then they found the Gboirich Achayel, which refers to the Kayanim. So in the Pasik here, you don't see the number of 24, but if you look earlier in the Pasik there in Divrayamim, it says, Befeidish there, the number of 24 regarding the Mishmaris of the Kainim. So when was this? In the, in the, by the time of the Melucha of David HaMelech. Meisvei, so the Gemara asks on this, in Abraise it says, Moshe tikkalem liyisrael shmoina mishmaris, that Moshe was masakin for Yidin, the eight mishmaris, haba me'alaza v'haba me'isama, exactly like Rav said, so this is the same as he said. But then the Abraise says, Ba David u'shmol v'amidam al-esrim v'arba, that it was David and Shmuel together, that established it to be 24. Shanama, there's a Pasuk that says, Heima, Yasad, David, Ushmul, Haraya, Bemunasam, that they both established together, David and Shmuel, Haraya, Haraya means the prophet, that, so how can we say, how did Rav say, that Shmuel made it 16, and only David and Melch is the one that made it 24. And for the Gemara, Hachikama, this is what this Braise means. Mi Yisaydai, Shel, David, Ushmul, Haramasi, Hamidam Alesam Arba. That if from the, the both together, they both instituted together to bring it to the number of 24. Not that Shmuel actually brought it to the number of 24, but he was the beginning of the process to make it in a larger number to 16. And then David brought it to 24. Tanya, we learned in a different Braise, or others are actually greatest here, Meisve, because this is another question that the Gemara is going to ask on what Rav said. Rav said that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin eight Mishmaris. Four from Eloza, four from Isamar, and this Bryce is going to say that he was Masakin, Moshe was Masakin much more. Mm-hmm. So the Bryce says, Moshe, Tikkalem, Yisrael, Sheish, Esther, Mishmaris, 16 Mishmaris, Shmainim, Eloza, Shmainim, Isamar, eight from the family of Eloza and eight from the family of Isamar. And then a Kesherabu, Bnei Eloza, Al Bnei Isamar. Eventually, the Kainim that came from the family of Eloza were much more than the family of Isamar. Cholkum, they divided it again, and then Midim, Alesar, and Varba. And now they divide it into 24. The people, the Kainim from Bnei Elazar were much more from the people of Isamar. So now what happened is the Bnei Elazar were 16, they divided them into 16. And the Bnei Isamar were 8. And Vaimer is another pasuk that says Beisav Echad Ochos La Lazar that for a Lazar they added another Ochos whatever he had until now they added one more for each Mishma that he had in other words in the beginning Bnei Lazar were eight they added one more for each one of them they subdivided each one of them so it became sixteen that's uh, for a Lazar and Vaochos Ochos Le Isamar Ochos Ochos Le Isamar means whatever Isamar had originally which was eight, he remained with that. That ochos, what he was holding on to, what he had originally, he remained with the number of eight. So the Gemara explains why the Braise brings another Pasik. Why is he bringing a second Pasik? 
because if you'll argue and say, just like the family of a Lazar became larger and therefore they would double their Mishmarais, they divided each one into two. So maybe we could say that by B'nai Yisamar, when, when it gives the number 8, that's also maybe because they, be, they grew into the number of 8, and and maybe B'nai Yisamar in the beginning were 4. So Elazar in the beginning was 8, and they became 16. And maybe B'nai Yisamar in the beginning were 4, and now they became 8. Toshama, that's why it brings the Pasuk where it says, Beis av echad ochoz le'elazar, that for Elazar, for each Mishmar that they already had, they added one Beis av, so they doubled each one of them, or they divided each one of them, and v'ochoz ochoz le'elazar, but by Yisama, whatever he was holding on to, that's what he had. So what's the point? So the Gemara concludes, to yufte the Rav Bar-Guria. This refused what Rav Chama Bar-Guria said in the name of Rav, that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin for Mishmaris for Elazar, and four for Yisama. Here it says eight for each was a, what it was originally by Moshe Rabbeinu. You, you can answer that the lineage of Eliezer yeah. was more, so they eventually had Eventually, more. but the question is L'Chadchila. In the beginning, no, one second. The question, what before? Four and four. Yeah, okay. And then, in times of Shmuel and David. No, but we're not talking about family, Shmuel and David. We're talking family. about originally. The question is, what did Moshe Rabbeinu himself do? So Rav said that it was four and four that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin. And the Braise says that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin eight and eight. Not event, not later. Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin eight and eight. That's what it says. So the Gemara answers, Amulav Rachama Bargurye, Tanoi. This is a Machlaikis Tanoim. And I follow the Tana that says that Moshe Rabbeinu was Masakin in total eight Mishmaris, four for Allah and four for Isamad. That was the Braise that the Gemara quoted before. And there at Pefetish said, like Rabchama Bargurye said in the name of Rav, that it's four and four. Tanarabbanon and Abraisa we learned regarding the Mishmaris that there were in the second Beis HaMikdosh. Arba Mishmaris Allah There were only four Mishmaris from all the 24, only four of them came up. The rest did not want to come as it's, as it's known that a lot of the Yidin did not want to come back to Yerushalayim. And the Elohim, the four families were Yedaya, Charim, Pashchur, Ve'emar. So what happened? So the prophets that were amongst them got up and they went and they divided these families into 24. Which means that if you're going to divide from 4 to 24, so they divided each one of them into 6. 4 times 6 is 24, so they had to take 4 and divide them into 6. What do they do? Balalum v'nasnum b'kalfi. So they took, they, they made a, a, a geidel, a lottery. So they took pieces of paper or whatever it was and they put it in a box and they mixed it all up in a box. So for example, the family of Yedaya, the first one. So this family of Yedaya had probably different names of different people in the family. So they went and they took his name, Yedaya, and put it into the box. And then besides that, they had all the other names as well. And Venotal Chalkoi, he took his chalik out of the box his name, okay, I guess that was Beruach HaKadosh, that he took uh, his name out of the box. And then the Chelek Chaveirov, and then also the Chelek of the other names of his uh, friends. So that's Sheish, so that's uh, in total six. Then Bo Chorim, Chorim came, the Natal Chelkoi, he took his name, and the Chelek Chaveirov, and then the names of other five names. So again, also divided into Sheish, and Vechem Pashcha, Vechem Neymar. So this is how they subdivided each one of these. Uh, uh, the, the divisions of four was divided into uh, 24. 
And then besides this, the Nevi'im amongst them made the following condition. Or the right gear here is supposed to be Yehoyadiv. Which was Raish Mishmaris. Yehoyadiv, originally when they made the 24 Mishmaris in the time of the first base of Mikdash, so Yehoyadiv was the first of all the families to come do the Aveda. So even if he, which was the Raish in the first base of Mikdash, Oila, if he's going to now decide to come back to the base of Mikdash, which now became the first of these four families, he's never going to be pushed off of his place of being the first. Yehoyadiv is going to be Tafel, which means if Yehoyadiv is going to come up, so they'll have to take away one family from Yedayah, but they'll take away that sixth family, and Yehoyadiv will take the place of the sixth family, but he's not going to take the place of Yedayah to get back his original position, because he did not want to come up to Eretz Yisrael, originally when the Eden came up with Ezra, so therefore he never can go back to his original place. Why can't he get everything? He should, who shouldn't be, he shouldn't be getting anything. Huh? Yeah. Okay, they didn't take it away completely from him, but he can't go back to his original position. It said in the Mishnah, So you had the Maimodos, the, uh, I pointed this out in the Mishnah, Rashi explained this there, the Maimodos are divided into two. There are the Maimodos of the Eden that came to be there in Yerushalayim by the Karbonis. And then there's the Mamadais of the Yidin in the cities, wherever they live, that they gather together to say these Psukim that the Mishnah says. They read from the Torah, from Bereshis. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see in the Gemara in a moment. So the first thing the Gemara asks is, from where do I know, or really the Gemara is asking, what is the reason that they read from the Psukim in Maise Bereshis? Because if not for these mamadais that are there by the Karbanis, so what are the, in other words, what's the point of these mamadais? They're representing Klal Yisrael by the Karbanis, and the Karbanis are being brought for what purpose? As a kapara for the Eden. So therefore, if not for these mamadis that enable these karbanis, you wouldn't have the whole creation of heaven and earth. wouldn't exist. The Pasuk says, or that is Avram Avinu says, to the How do I know that I'm going to inherit this land? So what was, uh, what was Avram Avinu saying? Oma Avram, Again, Shema Yisrael Chaitan Lufanecha. What happens if the Eden are going to sin to, to you? So what are you going to do? You're going to do to them the same thing that you did to the Dera Mabu and Dera Flaga and destroy them. So how do I know that my children are not, it's not going to happen to them the same thing? So David says to him, love. No, I won't do this. So he says to David, so, so let me know how, with what do I know for sure that my children will not be wiped out and they're going to inherit this land. What is it that's going to be their schos that the Avedis are not going to affect them? <coughs> so David tells him, This is by the Brisbane Epsonim. Bring me a calf divided into three, the and a goat divided into three. What was David saying with all these animals? So what David was saying to him is that you will bring karbanis. And the Karbanas are going to be Mechapar and their Avedis, and therefore, they're for sure going to inherit Eretz Yisrael, and the Abish will not wipe them out. And then he says to the Abish further, but This is all good when they have a Beis Amikdosh. But when there's no Beis Amikdosh, what's going to be with the Eden? 
I was misaken for the Yidin, the Seder of the Psukim, of the Karbanis, that it says in the Torah. When the Yidin read from these Karbanis, in front of me, I consider it as if they brought these Karbanis, and I'll forgive them for all their sins by reading the Psukim of the Karbanis. So this is the, the conversation between the Ebeshta and Moshe Rabbeinu. So what do you see from here? That the Karbanis are here to be Mechapa for the Eden. If you would not have Karbanis, so then the Ebeshta would wipe out the Eden. And if the Ebeshta would do that, so then the whole world would be destroyed. So therefore, the Karbanis is what holds up heaven and earth. So therefore, what do the Maimodos read from the Torah in connection to the Karbanis? The Psukim of Bereshis, the Psukim of creation. Because it's the Karbanis that re- allow the creation to continue existing. Satisfied just with the fact. Is man English Yeah, because he wanted that, that, that they should be Yerish the. What, what's the word he used over here? Uh, Yerish the land. He's Yerish talking about Mamoy the Kiyir Shano. Yeah, but then, then he's more about what's going to be after. Uh, <coughs> Correct. No. So which way? But afterwards there was no base Mikdash. There's no base of Mikdash, but uh, the Yidin are still here. So it's uh, the Yidin are Kayim. The Yidin are still Kayim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then afterwards he's asking the Abish. He, he said the lotion that it brings in the Braise is that they shouldn't do like the Dora Mabel and Dora Flogge. So that that union is even today. Tonerabanon. So in the Braise we learned about the groups of Yidin of the Mamodes. So Anshe Mishmar. The Anshe Mishmar, so they would daven. So this is the Mishmarais, the groups of the Yidin that were in Yerushalayim. So as again, going back to the point I mentioned before, these Mishmarais of the Yidin that were standing to represent Claudius around the Karbanas, there are those that are in Yerushalayim, and there are those that are in all the cities. So the Mishmar refers to those, this is, if you look in Rashi, there's two girses here in Rashi, but the right girses, the Bach says in Rashi is that the Mishma refers to those that are in Yerushalayim. So what would they do there? They would daven to the Eibishter for the carbon of all their brothers, of all the Yidin, that it should be accepted by the Eibishter. In Yerushalayim. This is in Yerushalayim. I, so I said there's another girse in the Bach. So this refers to the Yidin in Yerushalayim. Then there was the Anshe Maimed, which is also the Yidin representing Klal Yisrael as well. But they were not in Yerushalayim. Wisconsin, Knesses, in whatever city they were, they would come together in the Shul. The and they would fast four days a week. like we learned in the Mishnah, until Thursday. And then and they, would, they would read from the Psukim of the Torah, as we said, from, from Bereshus and so on. And they would also be fasting. It's actually Machlekes Rishayim whether the Anshe Mishmar, which were the ones that were in Yerushalayim, did they also fast? Did they also do these things, or did they just daven Shiskablu Beratzin, and and that's it? So it's a Machlekes about it, huh? It's not. It's not clear. So according to Rashi, I believe from the, in the Mishnah, Rashi says that even the Anshe Mishmar in Yerushalayim also would fast and would also do all these things. But other Rishayim say no, that the fasting and all these things was only for the Anshi Maimed that were not Yerushalayim, that were in their cities, and they would go into Besaknesis and they would fast and read from the Psukim. So now the Gemara explains regarding the Psukim that they read, how this brought a protection for the Yidin. So the Gemara explains as follows Bishlishi al Yom. On the second day, on Monday, when they fasted, so they were fasting for the people that are traveling overseas. 
And what's the connection to what they would actually read from the Torah on that day? So Rashi says, what would they read on the second day? So they would read, which is connected to people that are traveling in the water. And on Tuesday, when they would fast and read from the Torah, they were fasting for the Yidin that are traveling through deserts. Why? Because on, on Tuesday they read from what it says, they say, the dry land, the dangers there are in dry land. Regarding, on, on Wednesday, it was regarding those people that could die with Askara, which is some kind of illness that comes up in the throat, from the stomach to the throat, and it could kill people. So Rashi says, because it says, and Ma'oris could also be read, Ma'oras, which is this illness. It shouldn't affect children. On Thursday, they would daven for pregnant women and for nursing women, women that they should not, uh, they should not uh, miscarry, and that the children should nurse properly. So this is connected to what it says, that they read on Thursday. On Friday they did not fast with because of the honor of Shabbos. And most definitely on Shabbos itself they did not fast. And my time And why on Sunday they did not fast? So there's a few shot in here. says because of the Gayim, the sins, the Nitzrim, which literally refers to the Nitzrim, then later generated the Christians, later generations that created Sunday as their holiday. So therefore, we don't want to celebrate the same day as the Nitzrim, or maybe it could be a Sakana, if they see that the Yidna are trying to take their day to, uh, to celebrate, to fast on that day. So the Mepharshim point out that the Nitzrim only came much later, after the second base of Mikdash. So how can we say that this is a reason for early, much earlier time period? So it doesn't refer necessarily to the Neitzim, it refers to the Goyim. There's actually someone that says, I'm not, not sure where I saw this, that Neitzim could be read Neitzarim, which means those that are created. Referring stop to the Goyim, that the Goyim in the world, they celebrate Sunday. So even before the Neitzim actually came along, apparently the Goyim did uh, consider Sunday to be their, their holiday. Abshmol, Neitzer means Neitzer, Christians. Sunday is the third day of the creation of the human being. When was the human being created? On Sunday. And on the third, on Friday that is, sorry. And on, on the Sunday, which is the third day of his creation, the person is very weak. Just like you see, Rashi brings, to the Brismila, that it says on the third day of the Bris is the day that the baby is the weakest. It's the same thing also with creation, that on, on, that on Sunday a person is the weakest, and therefore on Sunday you can't fast. No, so people think that on Sunday it's like a day that people are weaker because of Chveis, I don't know, after Shabbos, Matzah Shabbos, but the Gemara says, no, interesting thing. Sunday is a day that people are weaker because it's the third day to creation. Shlakishamar, third reason, It's because of the Nishami Yaseda that a person had on Shabbos and he was able to eat extra. So to go from there all the way to come then into fasting is very difficult for a person. Abish gives a yid and Nishami Yaseda an extra Nishama right before Shabbos on, on Friday. And Bamatza Shabbos, when Shabbos is over, it's taken away from him. Shanamar, Shavas, Vayinofash. So what does Vayinofash mean? Kivin Shashavas, as soon as Shabbos ends, Vay of the Nefesh. Vayinofash makes up these words of Vay of the Nefesh, that a person lost his extra soul that he had on Shabbos. Wait, you give what was the reason that it said in the Mishnah? Wasn't it this last reason? The reason that it says in the Mishnah seems to fit with this reason, that you shouldn't go out from the pleasure of Shabbos. What was the reason it said in the Mishnah? Yeah, yeah. That, no? 
cover the Shabbos. Huh? I don't know, the Mishnah over here. Okay, let's go right to the Gemara. So it said, yeah, okay, so that, that's this last reason. The Einig is this Neshama uh, Yaseida. It says, uh, Rashi says in one place that what's the Neshama Yaseida? It gives a person the Kayach to eat extra. That's what the Mishnah, and Rashi here actually says it, in a few places, here also. Rashi says, Marchivim you can eat extra. So you go from Achilles Dia, now you know why in Shabbos you can eat extra. Yeah, and then you have to fast on Sunday, so it's difficult for a person. So what did it say in the Mishnah? On the first day you read from Bereshis, and then also you read the second day as well, until so Tana, we learn in Abraise, Bereshis, the first five, the first, uh, five psukim of Bereshis, B'Shnayim. So that you divide into two aliyas. Yehirakiya, the second day of creation that you read, which is only three psukim, Be'echot. That that's one aliyah for one person. So the Gemara asks, Bishlam Yehirakiya Be'echot, the fact that the second parasha of the second day of creation, that's one aliyah, that's Tlosu Psukav, it's three psukim, which is the minimum that you need for one aliyah. But to divide the first parsha of Bereshis into two, how could you do this? Hey, psukim It's only five psukim. Atnan, or the real gears, or the right gears here is Atanya. We don't nabraisa Anyone that is reading from the Teira, al yivchais megimel psukim. You don't read less than three psukim. So how could you divide it into two kriyas? It has to be at least six psukim. So Rav, Rav says the way they did it, how did they divide the first parsha into two? Dalek, you would skip. And skip over here means skipping back. In other words, the first one would read three psukim, and then the next one would go back a pasuk and also read three psukim. And Taisus here brings that this is what we do in Rishchidosh. We go back one pasuk in the second aliyah. Shmuel Lama, Shmuel says, Paisik. What they would do is, that third pasuk, they would divide it into two. The first aliyah would read a pasuk, uh, two and a half psukim that is. And the second aliyah would read two and a half sukkim. Rav, so Rav that says that you have to skip back and go and read over a pasik. My time alama paisik. Why doesn't he say they just take that middle pasik and divide it into two? Kosavar, it's because Rav holds, any pasik that Moshe Rabbeinu himself did not interrupt it or cut it into two, we also don't divide it. You have to read the full pasik. Shmuel, I'm a Paisik, and Shmuel said, you could divide a Pasik into half. But umi paskinon? Do we divide a Pasik of the Taira into half? For Amr Rabchanine, what Rabchanine said, Rabchanine Kro, Rabchanine that used to teach children Taira. Tsar Godl Hoyeli, I had a lot of pain, Eitzel Rabchanine Godl, by the great Rabchanine, when I was discussing with him this subject regarding dividing psukim that are in the Taira, because he wanted to divide the psukim when he's teaching children. And Velehitali, Lifsaik, he didn't allow me to divide the psukim and read only half of it. Only it's because I was teaching the children since I'm teaching them, so therefore if they can't read the full pasuk at once, so he allowed me to divide the psukim, but otherwise you're not allowed. So how over here, according to Shmuel, do we divide them? So Shmuel, Hossam, time am I, so Shmuel will answer you. Over there when you teach little children, why are you allowed to divide the pasuk? Because you can't teach them the full Pasuk at once. They can't. So you have to divide it. So since over here also, we only have five Pesukim and we need to have two Aliyahs. So there's no choice. So in this case, you divide it two and a half and two and a half. Shmuel, I'm a Pesik. So Shmuel says you have to divide the Pasuk. My time Aliyah, I'm So why does he say that there's no other option? Why doesn't he want to say like what Rav said? Just read over a Pasuk again. 
So the Gemara says, he holds, he can't do that. There's a gzayda for the people that are coming in and people that are coming out. People that are coming in and they're going to see that you're starting from the third Pasuk. So they're going to think that for the first Aliyah you only read two psukim. Or the people that are leaving and they're going to see that there's only two psukim left over, they're going to think that for the next Aliyah you're only reading two psukim. So therefore we don't want people to make such a mistake that you could give an Aliyah two psukim. Eisvei, the Gemara asks from Abraise, where it says, not like Rav and not like Shmuel. Parsha Shoshishu Psukim, if you have a parsha of six Psukim, Kairim Eisvei you could read it and divide it into two. Vishachamisha, if you have a Pasik, a parsha that is five Psukim, Biyachid. So then there's only one Aliyah, one person reads all five Psukim. If the person read only three and he stopped right there, so now yeah, you, you're left with two psukim. So Hashani, what does the second person do? So he'll read two from this parsha, and he's going to have to read one from the next parsha. So let's say when you come to Mafter, and there was only uh, five psukim there, and the person that got the Aliyah from Mafter only read three psukim, and he stopped. So now the next person is going to have to read two from this parsha and two from the next parsha. And the Yeshayimrim Gimel, and others say that when he's going to have to read from the next parsha, he can't read only one pasuk from the next parsha, he has to read three psukim from the next parsha. You don't start a new parsha and just read one pasuk, you have to read three psukim from the next parsha. So now the question is, according to the opinion, according to Rav that says that you skip back, you read over a pasuk, look. So this person, why can't he just read over a Pasik? Why does he have to start a new parsha? And according to Shmuel that says that you could divide a Pasik, so Lifsik, so over here, so you let him read half of the previous parsha, half of the previous Pasik that is. Why does he have to read another Pasik from the next parsha? Answers the Gemara, Shani Hasam the Islay Rafcha. There's a difference over there. In that case, he has more. There is another parsha that he could read from, even though it's not the parsha that's supposed to be read today. But if this mistake happens, he could read from the next parsha. Whereas over here, by the Seder of the Psukim of the Mamadais, so you can't read from the next parsha. They had it specifically established what you read the first day and what you read the next day. If you're going to read from the next parsha, you're not going to have what to read for the next day. Each parsha is Shaykh specifically to that day. As we read before, Benigay, to what it represents and the different things of every single day.